A to Z Talks, Season 2, Episode 0, Highs and Lows of 2021, The Lost Episode. Guess who's back? What is up, my friend? How you doing, Tobias? My man, it's been a long time. How's it going? Way too long. I mean, you and I have talked quite a bit, but it's been way too long since we've been in this environment, on these microphones, doing what we're doing, doing what we love. And I'm so excited and thrilled to be here with you. Oh, me too, man. Uh, this is not even the same environment for me. I actually moved to a new office, new house, new everything. So this is kind of unusual for me still and I'm still trying to get adapted. You know what? You're jumping right into the theme, right? Changes that have happened, even our title was a whole mouthful. There's a lot that uh, we're going to try to compact here. Uh, we are going to immediately address the elephant in the room that we know we've been gone. We miss you guys. We miss this as well. And so I think that's just something that we're going to have to figure out, you know, how to how to kind of smooth through and, and just be really honest with you guys. We're going to be very transparent and, and share with you, you know, the highs and lows of 2021. I think you guys heard a lot from us at the beginning of the year. And then it got a little difficult, right, Tobias? Tell me, like, what, what was your view of how things kind of went down from the end of the last episode to where we are now? I think uh, when I look back, um, we were trying to grow this podcast significantly by just trying out additional formats like video and uh, a blog and a website and uh, having more episodes. But we, we were running out of content, out of good content, and um, it became more of a chore and less of a thing we really like to do. So it's, it wasn't really fun anymore. And it, it just felt like something we had to do. And it, it was more of a burden. So I didn't really want to set up a studio. Uh, you were trying to push for uh, additional interview partners and uh, set up all of the environment. So I don't know. We, we just stopped doing it because it wasn't fun anymore. Um, and we were also struggling with other same things at the same time. So I think that's how we kind of got away from this whole experience. And now I think the majority of our issues have been resolved. I don't, I don't want to say all of them, but I think we're on a really good way of recovery. And um, we have been collecting so many new things that are super exciting that we want to share with you. And we decided, why don't we just split this podcast into seasons like basically all good content providers do and uh, take a long break, a long break, uh, maybe during winter, during summer. And then at, at every start of the year, we come back with fresh content, with actual good content that are not fillers, but actually valuable stuff so that you have something to listen to and we have something to talk about. So what do you think? Yeah. All those lessons are, are far too familiar. I think people can, are going to be able to relate. Doing too much too quick, right? I think a lot of people had a lot of high hopes for 2021 and went in there just blazing the trail thinking that the, the year was going to be different. And I think once we started getting hit with, you know, some of the similar pandemic issues and things like that, um, it, it was it was a lot. It was overwhelming. And I will admit that, you know, it became a little bit uh 
daunting for us at some points, but I can't tell you how much I miss it. It doesn't mean that we haven't been saving and collecting all this good uh, information. And so we're going to close out season one with this episode here. This is the last episode. Uh, we're going to talk about 2021, some of the highlights, um, you know, reflect on some of our personal goals, and then, uh, you know, kind of give you some of the top lessons that we walked away with at least. So uh, really just want to do us some justice here, close out that season one, and then give us uh, a chance to preview what's to come, because I think that's going to be the best part of it. We're back. We're keeping it simple. Uh, I'm already alluding to a lot of the lessons that I have coming up here, but just excited to be here talking to you again. So let's uh, let's just jump in here. I mean, let's let's start with some of the highlights. I think that's always fun to do, right? Or just anything that you can think of that came out at the in 2021. You know, a lot of things again were postponed from 2020. We had the 2020 Olympics in 2021. A little weird there. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, things that have just taken place. I mean, in the crypto world, Tobias, I'm sure. Give us one highlight that you can think of in the crypto world. I don't really want to say it happened in 2021, but it I discovered it in 2021, and I think it definitely became popular, and that's everything around Web 3.0, Metaverse, NFTs. Um, it started a long time ago, but I think it really started uh, reaching hype status uh, this year. Sorry, last year. Oh, it's 2022 already. Um, so I think it, it's a sign that a lot of people that weren't always technical or anything are now talking about NFTs and possibly even own NFTs. That shows that we have reached either hype status or general adoption, but I'm not sure yet where where we are with this. Hey, you know what, though? Those are things that I definitely want to know more about. And, you know, that's one of the parts that I miss. Not being able to talk to you means not doing as much research and not being able to be up to date. So I've got more text messages on my phone about NFTs than any other topic. I think people want to know. Some people are just interested in the craze. Some people are ready to make some money off of it. So for sure, I think that's going to be some uh, topics that we're going to be able to touch in on. And then, you know, just fun stuff for me, good or bad, I think uh, highlights, you know, we we, um, I spent a lot of time on Netflix and HBO Max and just kind of catching up on shows. I'd say I'm a little bit too attuned to pop culture. I think from the beginnings of Bridgerton to Queen's Gambit to, to Squid Games. I mean, how can we not touch on Squid Games real quick, right? The number one, uh, what is it, series of all time. And it's, it's kind of out there. Have you watched Squid Games, Tobias? I have, but I didn't really understand the hype, to be honest. Did you? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I didn't really get it. But then again, at the same time, I watched the whole thing intently, you know, so I kind of like they, they capture you. It's just a, a different concept, a different role. We won't spoil it for those who have seen it. But um, it was just a, it was an interesting thing to be able to watch something and knowing that the whole world was watching this. And yeah, it's not what you would expect. It's not your love movie. It's not your romantic rom-com, you know, hit show. But uh, I think that's the world of 2021. Just a lot of staying at home, you know, educating yourself, watching shows, um, kind of following along with the news. And unfortunately, good or bad, there's a lot of stuff to be there, right? So um, I think that's more or less a good synopsis of what was going on in the world. So maybe we kind of bring it back to us. Uh, if we can just, for those who have been listening, you know, intently, we appreciate you guys more than anything. Um, so we can give you a little bit of reflection on, on 2021 from a personal standpoint, right? So uh, I think we, again, we started off the year just amazing, right? You guys probably, if you're following us, you've heard it. Um, we got to do so many things. And, you know, I, I think from a goal standpoint, Tobias, I, I just remember for you, we had set some, you know, pretty large goals at the beginning of the year. And yet I remember you accomplishing them probably before halfway through the year so what are some highlights from the from your personal goals that you want to reflect on oh uh, yeah i was just looking back on my blueprint and uh, apparently i i reached more goals than i expected 
So um, at the beginning of last year, I was hoping to move up to a director role, which I did achieve, I think, even in the first quarter of last year. That was pretty cool. I wasn't uh, pretty sure if I wanted to stay in product management or move into a business development role. And uh, it turned out that I am now in business development, uh, but as a director, which is um, just checking off that goal. there's many goals around my real estate things that um, I have not at all res- uh, achieved. And we're probably going to talk about that uh, in, I don't know, later this episode or next episode. It's, it's not clear yet, I guess. Um, but from a uh, fitness perspective, I had this goal of um, running a half marathon in an hour 50 or less. So I was signed up for a half marathon, but it got canceled due to COVID. So it's not my fault. Um, <laughs> but I, I did reach my goal of um, of a average pace of less than five minutes per kilometer. That's pretty cool. Uh, and I did want to get back in shape uh, after lockdown. And the problem was I broke my foot again. Um, same foot same same time frame same problems with uh being super in shape and then suddenly it all breaks down and you're you're just not allowed to do anything for 10 weeks but i made the best out of it so i think that's kind of the highlights from my side um what about you yeah no i think there's a more or less than you know there are so many things that i was set off to see i think people can relate here in 2020 it was kind of doom and gloom right and so 2021 came around it was like oh we're gonna travel we're gonna get out we're gonna be social again and i think the world had a different um idea for that for us actually so Fortunately for me, because of our conversations, because of the things that we had started, I do feel like nutrition and health and, you know, being able to work out. Um, I did this 100-100 challenge where I was doing push-ups and sit-ups 100, um, you know, every day. And I did that with uh, friends and we kind of messaged each other. So that was successful and I feel really good about that. Um, you know, there's some really good investments that came out of even from this podcast conversations, right? Um, being able to get involved with Pitch Hub with you and seeing the amazing and wonderful things that that company is becoming and growing to be. Um, and that's, you know, just kind of scratching the surface at the beginning of it. Um, really watching you succeed has been <laughs> awesome as well. And, you know, with real estate, we're going to talk about it a little bit. It's tough if you own real estate. Fantastic, right? Because there is this huge boom and demand is higher than ever. And so, you know, I've got a project in Hawaii and I think you've got a few where the value are just a lot higher so there's definitely some great things that happen from a personal level and I think that's where I really want to be able to take into even the things that we're going to talk about the challenging parts to me I'm gonna end up saying that they are gonna be you know highlights even though uh, they weren't what you would want out of a year and sometimes you know when you face adversity is really when you find out who you are so um, a lot of tough things that came later we're gonna actually get right to that but I'd say at the beginning of the year you know one of my favorite things is this podcast Um, this podcast has really helped us open a lot of doors up connect with people it's allowed me to share my thoughts with people that you know I never sometimes we just don't have the time to connect so um, but uh, from a podcast perspective maybe just one favorite topic that you remember that we talked about last year I loved all of the finance series, uh, financial engineering, and uh, anything about crypto and stonks, not stocks. Um, that was <laughs> that was always fun, and uh, we have a lot of these coming up in the season. So I'm really looking forward to that one. Cool. Yeah. No, I think that's uh, the same thing here, right? You, we get some feedback. So we, we've got some fun things coming for you. Again, this is a little bit of a reflective episode. So we, we just bear along with us as we kind of go through this, right? All of us have to, I think it's really important if you haven't, I know it's probably, you know, second, third week of January as you're listening to this, but take some time to reflect on 2021. Don't let it just bypass you. Even though it's 2022, I think it's really important so that you can pull out the best lessons. You can really reflect and hopefully, you know, take what you could from that year and make it so that it's 
it's better for 2022. So, um, which is great. So we have highlights, we have good things that were co- that happened, um, and then. Uh, in your best words, we'll try to keep this not too doom and gloom, but right second half of 2021. Tell me what happened. Uh, I think for me, it was a mindset change because if you remember, I spent two months in Spain this year to uh, to get out of this whole COVID situation and get my head free, get back into a more free uh, style of living. And then when I returned to Germany, I, uh, I had a different perspective on things and I noticed I want to get away from all of the things that cause stress in my life. And as I did that, I noticed that I really want this to be going away immediately. And I think that even led into myself uh, experiencing that stress as even more than it actually was before. But it also was combined with me running out of money to finish projects. So I was stuck with um, real estate projects that cost me money, a lot of money on a monthly basis and no way out to finish them. So I couldn't sell anything uh, because it wasn't finished and I couldn't finish it because I didn't have any money and there was no way to financially engineer anything around that. And that kind of had this downward spiral for me that um, got me into a lot of anxiety and, um, and just really bad experiences. And um, when I brought this up to you, I think we we kind of decided that this is probably effects of, of a burnout. And um, yeah, tell me what you think of of your story and what you told me back then. <laughs> it's it's tough. Sometimes I don't want to live there anymore. But I will say, you know, I felt that with you, right? As many good things that started at the beginning of the year, I think it just when you're when you're you know when you're flowing when your your focus is going in the right place your energy is flowing in the right place it's fantastic right but i think at some point um you know it was just it became overwhelming i was coaching like 10 individuals we had started this uh, podcast i had uh, you know t- taken in a, a much more prominent role in my work at, at digicert um, as well as just being able to have you know uh, demands being pulled from left and right family and everyone else and so at some point i think we thought we were coming out of the the, the covid times right and we started feeling safe a little bit and so I think I went on a vacation uh, took a little bit of a break and then during that time realizing that hey it's easy to take a vacation when you have one role but when there's so many things that you're juggling things can quickly pile up and so when I came back it just felt like it was overwhelming to try to get back into things and just you're right the anxiety started to build up right I started to feel the pressure I wasn't sure exactly where I wanted to spend my time but I knew that everybody needed me and so you know COVID is is such a real thing in so many ways and for you know anyone who's impacted and, and or loved ones or family and friends you know we sincerely apologize and you know we, we understand that it's a serious case and people have dealt with it and um, you know the repercussions of it are are kind of ongoing but you know for us it, it did disturb a lot of our lives and it disturbed a lot of people's lives whether it infected you health-wise or just you know socially it was it was a big thing so I think we all tried to overcome that in our own different ways, but um, it was a heck of a challenge for me as well. And so when I did talk to you during that time around June, July, and we were like, let's go for another podcast, we have to. And it's like something just didn't feel right, right? And I think that's where the term, when you brought up the word burnout, for the first time for me, it was like, it was a little bit of a sigh of relief. You know, it kind of sucks to say that, but it's uh, misery loves company in some ways. And so once you, you know, you told me you were feeling that way, it made me feel a little bit better. Like, oh, I'm not alone in this. Um, and then it just became like a little bit of a, let me research what burnout is and, and how it's affecting people and, and what does it do? And, you know, I, I think 
um, it just was something that became more and more of a conversation as I talked to people. It was it was reality, right? Like people were acknowledging that there was just so much going on. You're trapped in the confines of your home. You're reduced to so many things that you can do and people you can see to where it kind of naturally felt like a burnout, right? So. Um, so for me, I'm, I'm going to throw this out. Like I've got this, according to the insider survey of a, a thousand American workers, sorry, back to American stats here, 61% said they were currently at least somewhat burned out. And then, and indeed, a report from March found that a majority of respondents said that their burnout had worsened during the pandemic with 52% overall saying they were currently burned out. Yeah. I mean, what, one thing I do want to highlight here is I know that a lot of people suffer from burnout for a long time in their life. They have, uh, Serious. This is a serious illness, and I don't know if we're actually qualified to discuss this. Um, we're just talking about our experience, and maybe we had something else. Um, but maybe just just acknowledging that it was that probably already helped us, and we're on a good way to recovery, if not almost fully out of it. Um, at least, at least that's for me. Um, I, I don't know about you, uh, but uh, I had this. I had this um, this uh, this road that I was driving every day, and whenever I passed a specific part of the road, I started shaking, my heart started racing, and I got this massive anxiety attack. Like every single day, that's gone now. At least like uh, I I think I had it one more time in the past couple of months, but that is gone, and I think that was the the hardest part for me, and um, it's getting better. So I, I would say. I'm out. I'm I'm done, but I don't know if burnout is what we had. Um, maybe it is. Uh, if if you think otherwise, I don't know. I I just don't want to say too much about it. And I think uh, call it whatever you want. No, I think uh, you know. Sometimes we do this with a lot of different symptoms. Doctor Google comes into play, and you start to research things, and you really get into your own head. So whatever you say you have, if you want to research it, it's gonna prove to yourself that you do have that. And I think we did a little bit of that too, as well. And so I would say, right, there's definitely serious versions of it. And at the end of the day, you know, we have our health, and we have our our loved ones, and we have our jobs and you know, house over our head. So there's so many things that we can be grateful for. But yeah, going through that during that time, you know, I had anxiety attacks when you. Did describe that to me as well there was just certain things that I was normally used to loving doing and you know for me it was like social media I love being out there I love posting things but it got to the point where I was like oh no do I need to respond what do I look like why are people commenting you know we started getting some good feedback some bad feedback uh, just just overall like there was just too much that was coming all at once and so to us we called it burned out burnout um, we were able to relate to it and really just putting a name to it allowed us to kind of okay we're gonna solve this and put it behind us at least from our standpoint so that was really helpful so yeah, we can we can leave that alone. Um, and then there's also the other version of, of what um, you, you kind of did some research. You want to share with us what that other work term is? Yeah. Uh, another thing that I think at the same time happened to me as well is is called bore out. It's kind of the opposite. So when you think about burnout, that's basically trying to be or burnout means you're kind of overwhelmed by everything. Uh, there's everyone is just throwing work at you and it just doesn't ever stop and you have too much responsibility. It's super exhausting. Uh, bore out is the exact opposite. Um, when you're being totally underwhelmed by work and you have no responsibility at all and you feel like the world is turning without you and it, it doesn't matter if you're doing anything or not, uh, everything else will still run. That can also be super challenging. And um, for me, that was uh, another thing where 
I moved from a product management um, position to a business development position where product management is super stressful. Um, you get pinged on a almost five minute basis by different people. Everyone has problems. You get like three to 500 emails per day and you're just totally overwhelmed. You have no idea how to get everything done in time and you have to selectively ignore things all the time. And then in business development is the exact opposite. No one wants anything from you unless you go to them uh, because you have to be creative. You have to come out with new contacts, with new ideas and new concepts. Um, it's more of a creative job, whereas um, product management is more like a reactive job. Uh, so for me, it was just falling into a hole and having like an identity crisis. I'm, I'm gone from uh, from major responsibility to... I don't know, just do whatever you want. And <laughs> that was that was hard to uh, um, to to process as well. But I think I've made the best out of this now. And I started understanding how this new position and new role works. And you have to spend time to get there. You have to learn how to do this. And you have to understand that uh, in a role like that, the, the results of your work look very different than in other roles. So possibly you could do like 10 projects and the result could always be that you found 10 ways to not do things. It's like science, <laughs> uh, very unrewarding uh, compared to anything where you build something and you can see, see your results. So bore out is a thing as well. Uh, so wow. what do you think? That's no, it's uh, you know, it's, it's so interesting. Again, sometimes from the outside perspective, if you're looking in, you're like, wow, you just got like a dream job where you don't have as much demand and you all of a sudden have the ability to you know own your time and it becomes taxing. And you're like, wait, I have this role that I've been fighting for and wanting so bad for so long. Why do I feel this way? Right. So I think it's uh, it's interesting to hear, but I think it's definitely something that is you know relevant for a lot of people. If especially again, you have so much time on your hands, it's not like you're used to having as much of an active social life. And so so bore out definitely can be a thing. And if you don't take care of it and you don't, you know, put a plan in place, you can kind of can become complacent and just kind of really, you know, find yourself with too much time, which is also a bad thing during this time. So that's real. Um, you know, I think for myself, I think in the coaching area that I was trying, like I said, I was coaching about 10 different individuals across work, friends, family. Um, and I found myself, you know, in a really tough place because it was a it was not a pretty year for not just ourselves. I think every, a lot of people can relate. Like there was people that had job loss, divorce. Um, you know, going through depression, loss of loved ones, just high anxiety and, and failing in a lot of ways, right? And I say these things not to just negate and say, hey, the people I coach, like even myself, I believe that there's this term, again, too much Dr. Google, high functioning depression was something that I used to kind of cover up, you know, how I was feeling. And it was like, I wanted to help everyone and anyone. And so if you called me, I was like, how can I help you? How can I add value to your life? But I think what ends up happening is I took a lot of that burden of what was, you know, people were going through and I felt it emotionally right i'd like to think maybe because i'm a compassionate person and you know it just it took its toll on me to think okay i need to be there for these people but what i didn't do is i didn't take care of myself and that is something that i quickly learned that you really can't do that. You have to make sure that you take care of yourself. However that means, you know your best way, but if you don't take care of yourself, there's no way you can help other people. So um, it was a really tough stretch there for a while, talking to people, going through these things. But again, I think the, the good is people have gotten through it. You know, there's some people are still going through it, but um, it is making sure that you take care of yourself, whether it's burnout, bore out, anxiety, um, you know, depression. There's so many different uh, tools that, that can really be used and there's professional help. Um, so 
I'm going through, I think, at the tail end of a lot of resolve, right? So feeling that way, feeling like there's just too much going on, feeling like there's an emotional burden from all the activities I was doing uh, to now where I'm at a place where I'll be very honest, I'm, I'm getting as much help as I can. Wellness coach, life coach, therapy, um, you know, workout sessions, physical coach. Uh, I've got this uh spiritual retreat that I'm going to next week, which I'm so excited about. We'll touch on that a little bit later. So just, you know, there's so many things that you can do to help. Um, I'm going to go through some tips that I believe, you know, during the toughest times when I was really feeling down and out, how I was able to kind of recover from that, um, or at least during those instant moments, right? You Sometimes you just need a little bit of a, almost like a hack, like how do I get out of this feeling? So um, the first one for me, um, definitely like when you're really feeling down and out and I know I said take care of yourself it's so obviously that's important um, so it would be 10-day challenge right so the, the sometimes we kind of have this monotonous routine that we've gotten into a funk and we kind of have these bad habits that we know what the right thing to do is you know you need to be getting up early and working out you know you should be eating right but whereas they're ordering DoorDash Uber Eats and you know we kind of get comfortable on the couch and we work really hard and it's something that you got to kind of figure out a way to kind of you know, just switch gears so 10-day challenges is a great thing um tobias have you ever i think we, we've dabbled in a few of these right have you have you tried this piece of it no i think the only challenge i ever did was uh consistently doing the seven minute workout have you heard of that no tell me a little bit oh i, I don't even remember that was many years ago and i <laughs> I, I think i read this article in in i think it was new york times magazine or something uh it was this just just youtube uh youtube it um it's called seven minute workout it's a set of uh workouts that you could do once or twice and the idea was to just do it every day for i don't know a month or so or yeah. always um and just to keep like uh, a little bit healthy but i think i i stopped doing it because uh, i started hitting up the gym which is way more effective so well don't do it. for sure for sure no but yeah there, there, so there's definitely ones that i think for the point of this one is like if you're not feeling well there's just you know 30 days sometimes can even be long like 14 days can even be like oh that's two weeks for me i've been reducing them down to 10 day challenges right just put together a list of things 10 things that you can do consistently for 10 days in a row it could be like i'm going to meditate for you know, 15 minutes, I'm going to do yoga, I'm going to drink uh, eight glasses of water, I'm going to reach out to a loved one every day, um, you know, kind of making your own little list of 10 days. And so that things that you're going to do, and you'll find yourself as you go through the activity, like when you wake up, when you just don't feel like it, just go to that list, right, get some things done, accomplish things, feel good, you know, make sure that you, you reward yourself when you get these things done. So I would say these 10 day challenges are really important. If you want some examples, uh, definitely reach out like I love doing them, I do them myself. I try to do them once a month, quite honestly, uh, and it really helps because sometimes you start with a 10-day challenge and you start with these habits, but what happens is they start to sustain themselves and you start to feel good and you start to really you know, get more of it more, and the longer you do it, the more you get out of it. So uh, those quick challenges is a good way to kind of jolt yourself to just like, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to commit to myself. I'm going to do this for 10 days only. Anything could be done in 10 days, right? Um, but you know, focus on your mind, your body, your soul, reading, you know, giving yourself the, the right type of energy that you need. So that's one. Um, a second one that I'm uh, a quick one that you know for me again when I'm really feeling down and out it just happens to feel that way because I'm all in my own emotions I'm in my own head and so what I'd like to do is I typically go and try to find three people that I care about and try to help them with their problems they just completely get into their world you know talk to them sometimes it's just being someone to listen and talk to but sometimes they're struggling sometimes they have a project that they need help with sometimes they have problem you know something that a problem they can't solve but you find that when you give yourself to others that you really really start to get a lot more back. 
And so when you're just into your own head too much and you're feeling out of it, go and find loved ones, three of them, like immediately give them a phone call. What is it that they're going through? What can you help them with? And you'll, you'll immediately feel better once you can help someone else, right? And I think that's something that sometimes we get lost when we're in our own heads. We forget that, you know, this world is about giving to others and, and being able to help others. And so that's another quick one that I would say. Um, and then, uh, you know, the last thing I would say on this topic, just, you know, as you're going through tough times, a lot of times uh, when you're doing these things, like a 10 day, you're just like, how come I don't immediately feel better? What I learned is, you know, I was at one point when I was going through burnout, it was air quotes, like you can see them on the podcast, <laughs> but you going through burnout and literally was like trying to get like work out every single day. And I'm like, why do I not feel better? Like I'm eating right. Why does it not, you know, feel great immediately? We're just so used to instant gratification in our uh, society today. But then you come to realize like, you know, it takes time, right? Like habits take time to build. And so if today you're starting to eat healthy and, and act right and, and do the things that you need, it could take up to like 30 days for you to actually realize it and to feel better and so just to have a little bit of patience as you're going through these things and not to be too hard on yourself and the thing is yeah the thing is that goes both ways right so you, you can uh, come up with all these good habits and then just stop doing them and it could take another 30 days to get rid of those good habits and then you see the negative effects after 30 days as well so you got to be careful with whatever you do uh, whenever you Whenever you change a habit, whenever you change something you do on a regular basis, uh, you might want to be careful that it might not have an immediate effect, but it will in 30 days. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It goes both ways. So consistency is important, good or bad. Obviously, you want to see good. So being consistent about what you do and how you approach things is going to be key there. So, all right. So those are just some coping mechanisms, right? Things that I talk to when I'm coaching people. They're, they're not rocket science, but sometimes you just forget and you just need that reminder. So, um that uh, we'll leave it at that and maybe come back here we're gonna now both go into something that we're, we, we've, we've prepared just a small piece here um of all the stuff that we've gone through of everything that you know we've had to endure and overcome top three lessons from 2021 we're gonna let you go first here tobias what you got for me okay um when i wrote them down i noticed that two out of my three are almost the same thing but uh, i will just act as if they were two different things so uh, <laughs> Don't judge me. So the first thing I, no I noticed was when you are in a really tough situation where, um, and for me that was really running out of money for my real estate projects and um, basically knowing no way out. What I did is I found my own war room and I just sat down with myself. The problem is I was in this alone and I really don't like that. I wouldn't do that again. I wouldn't have like businesses by myself anymore. That's, that's a big learning that I had. Um, but in this case, that was just the case. I was alone, so I had to sit down in a war room with myself. I would have loved to have someone else in that war room with me to come up with a good strategy. But in this case, it was just me. And I had to analyze my options and find a way out. And I didn't get out of the room until I had written down all of my ideas on how I could get out. And that war room was actually not a room. It was actually um, a running track. Um, so I was just out running and uh, just... I was just jogging for as long as I thought about this issue. I didn't stop running until I found the solution to my problems. Wow. And sometimes it takes a couple of sessions, but definitely find find a way, an action, an actual room, a location, could be a vacation, uh, go somewhere, go to a place where you can just get your head free and you can start thinking about um, a solution to a tough problem. Yeah, no, changing the environment sometimes is good. 
sometimes locking yourself in and just being in your own and, and, and working your way out, you know, especially someone who's like yourself who, who's figured out. So I remember that about you and I remember when you came out and I do remember how great it was to see you on the other side of that. So uh, I'm glad you're able to. Yeah. And, and the thing is, um, I think the absolute worst moment of, of last year for me was when I also had my foot broken because I couldn't have my head clear because I couldn't go running anymore. So I, oh. I lost my, my way of processing problems. So it just piled up and I, I think I was unable to run for like 10 weeks and it was the worst. So I think the point where I, where it turned for me was when I could start to run again. So, so this is number two, right? Yeah. Tip number two. Mm, yeah. Not, yeah. Number two was <laughs> like, is get creative when plans don't work out. Um, and if you listened closely to the first one, it is actually the same thing or very similar. So yeah, I did break a leg. I found other ways to still work out, but I, I got out of shape obviously because I just couldn't do all my cardio. Um, I could do cardio on a bike, but it's just not the same thing. And it was actually not good for my leg as well. So, um, I, I didn't do it, but with real estate, one of the solutions I had was, uh, fortunately I had a lot of real estate and one of the ones that were also causing problems, um, instead of putting more money in, I just sold it. And that gave me some liquidity that I could then use to finish or at least get closer to finish, um, of another project. So that, that was my solution here. Um, even though it's not tax efficient, it, it feels like cutting your losses. It, it, it was not really cutting my losses. Uh, I, I made a significant amount of money with that. Um, and I really needed that. It was not tax efficient, but yes, I'm, I'm working on cutting my losses on two other real estate deals. Yes, definitely. It's real, right? Like, I think that's it. You, you, you have to figure out whether it is sometimes you want to stay in what, it, what you've got going on or if it's time to kind of cut and take the profits that you had and move on to the next thing. So I know that you've got so many balls that you're juggling in the air. And so that's always a hard thing, right? Because I think we, we, we have this tendency to, if you just hold on to everything, it will grow. But when it gets overwhelming like it did for you, I think it was the right move. And you know, I'm glad to hear you know, you're successful in doing some of that. So uh, what's tip number three? Um, the third thing is also very similar to the other two, but, uh, or very similar to the first one. So the first one was uh, find your war room and sit down with yourself and, uh, and solve your problem. I think my third tip is talk to people about things when you're struggling with something, people that could be your partner, your friends, I don't know, someone, um, related to the problem that, that you have. Like if it's a work problem, find a colleague, if it's a personal problem, talk to your partner or a good friend or whoever is the right person for this. Sometimes it helps just writing it down for yourself. If you don't have anyone that you can talk to uh, about a specific problem, but I think getting it on paper or just saying it out loud already helps getting it out of your head. So you're moving it from your head on a piece of paper or in the head of someone else. And they don't even have to say anything. It's, it's just good enough that they listen to the problem that you are able to express the problem. And maybe while you talk about it, you already find a solution. Or if there is no solution, then at least you have shared your problems with someone. Now that makes sense. 
shared problem, right? All of a sudden, 100% of your problem becomes 50% of your problem because you've got someone to work with. And that really does go a long way. And you and I have shared many problems together. So don't be shy. That is definitely something that we've been able to help each other. On some of the darkest days, I remember talking to you and being like, this is awesome. Thank you for the feedback. So you know what? And the writing it down on paper, I do that on a regular basis, right? Sometimes I write them on my notes just so that I can rip them up. Just so I can be like, I'm done with this. I'm not going to allow this to kind of take over my life. So those are great tips, writing it down on paper, sharing it with someone, getting it out of your head. Sometimes, you know, if it's a situation where you know you need to take care of it, great. That's where your tip number one comes in. But a lot of the times it helps for you to be able to kind of get it out there, um, you know, just see if we can get the universe to kind of respond to you with friends, resources, things typically come. So those are great tips. Um, I've got three myself. Uh, funny enough, the, the they're going to be pretty short and straightforward here. The first one is keeping it simple, right? I think um, don't overdoing it. Again, with just kind of the year that we've had, there was just so many things that came at us. And I love the energy that was like, hey, you know, there's one thing, there's the next thing. There's so many opportunities that were coming, investments, uh, new business opportunities, you know, friends that were opening new businesses that need help people that were trying to convert their business to online. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. But come on, everybody knows this. You have to keep it simple. And even if you feel like you, you, you can handle it all, give yourself a break and make sure that you don't overdo it. So that's number one. So that kind of means uh, learn to say no too, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, man, that is a huge one that I could say I, I, I'm still learning. And it's a very tough thing for me to do as a people pleaser. But yes, you're right. Saying no so that you can preserve your own kind of sanity and your own kind of resource, your own mindset to make sure that you focus on the right thing. So yes, saying no is a good way of saying that as well, keeping it simple. Um, number two is uh, allowing for change. I think uh, fluidity is key, right? The only constant in life is change. And I think sometimes when we uh, kind of have our minds set on a certain thing, so when you do this blueprint exercise, I was like, oh, you know, one of them was I'm going to move to Hawaii at the end of the year. I was so stuck on that. And I was telling everybody I'm going to move there. It's my number, f- you know, one of my goals on there. And when the situations happen with the environment, the economy, the demands, you know, the pricing increase over there, it became unrealistic. And I, I need and when I didn't allow for change I started to feel down on myself like oh I I failed I didn't make it but you know what I I still own a place there's still time and so I think for me it was just allowing for change and allowing for you know ability to adapt and and as we kind of go through the different quarters here making sure that you just realize give yourself a break Um, you know things are going to come at you at life especially during these pandemic times and so if you allow for change and you don't be too stringent on yourself you'll be a lot more resourceful and figure things out when you're not just stuck on what you wanted to do. So that was number two. Um, Number three, uh, patience when you H-O-D-L. So a lot of times people think I'm spelling hold wrong, but this is the concept maybe from crypto. Is that where you've seen it most, would you say? Yeah, I think it comes from the Bitcoin forum from something something like 2013 when someone had a typo. They wanted to type (laughs) hold but they typed HODL and it has no meaning other than being a meme. So it doesn't mean <laughs> hold on for dear life or anything. It's, it's literally a typo that became a meme. Hey, you know what? I've taken that meme and internalized it. And I think it is just practicing patience, right? Whether it be stocks, it be crypto. I think that was one of the things, you know, at the beginning of the year, there was such a high and I made some recommendations to people and everyone's like, yes, this is fantastic. And three months later, it was like, Alex, why did you tell me to get into this? And I was just like struggling to say like, you know, when you're going to get into a long-term investment, you're going to have to hold on for dear life. That means you're going to ride the bumps. You're going to have the peaks. You're going to have the valleys. You're going to have times to celebrate 
great, but you're going to have to ride for it. And so, you know, whether that's in your career, you can apply that. It could be your relationship. It could be, you know, whatever it is, if you're committed to something, you just need to stay committed, understanding that things are going to come, but you got to make sure that you can stick to it. A lot of the times what you want to have happen doesn't quite necessarily go the way you want it, right? A lot of times we overestimate what you can do in a year, but what we really do is we underestimate what we can do in a decade. So being able to be patient, realizing that if you put a long-term strategy together, you need to stick to it. Um, yeah, and I think you definitely learned that lesson as well this year, right? Remember when you asked me if you should sell your Bitcoin and said, hell no, and then like uh, a week later, it went up like 10 grand? Yeah, no, I, I do recall that the conversation with you. Hey, I got to pay off some debts, you know, need to make sure that something's happening. I'm just going to sell some of my crypto. And I just, you know, what's funny is we don't take our own advice as much as we should sometimes. And I listened to an old episode and I was like, hold on, don't do it. <laughs> it's something that I learned from you. And you're right, literally a week later, I think crypto, uh, Bitcoin spiked about 10K. So I'm still holding on. You know, I've got that portfolio, although it's a little ugly now. Um, I know that, you know, for the purpose of what I'm trying to do, this is long term. So I'm glad and thank you for that advice and definitely something that you know we can all just if you're gonna commit to something commit to it and just have that patience there so uh, those are my three tips keep it simple allow for change and patience when you hodl or hold on for dear life so cool um that is a lot you know i think there was just it was a lot for us to overcome right hopefully this was helpful for you just so that either you can relate or you know someone that can relate or went through certain uh, situations like us um but that's kind of what we wanted to do we wanted to share a little bit about what 2021 was for us um so, you know some of the things that we endured and how we kind of had to overcome it and just kind of sharing some lessons so that you guys know you're not alone. And we struggled as much as we have a lot of successes, as we can talk about during the highlights. Um, there were some challenges that we had to overcome. And so that's how we got here. So with 2021 in a wrap, we're going to start now looking forward to the next year. Uh, well, no, this year, 2022, and the season ahead. What do you have to look forward to, Tobias? What, what does the audience have uh, to look forward to from us? So um, I think the uh, the statistics said that the crypto episodes were actually the ones that had the most listeners. So we're going to introduce a couple of new uh, mini series, like um, the crypto mini series. And we're going to talk about what happened in 2021 and what is an NFT? How do they actually work? And is Ooh. is is that just this stupid picture that anyone can copy? And is it just a, 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 a drawn ape? Or is there actually something behind it? I spend a lot of time on conferences and research, uh, understanding a lot more on the crypto market last year. And um, I'm going to share a lot of wisdom with you and uh, findings. And I will continue to do that in this podcast over the next, hopefully, couple of years. But we're also talking about things like um, uh, decentralized finance and the, the metaverse and um, possibly some other alt and shit coins and uh, a lot of things that are interesting and that are happening in the crypto world. And I think this will be mostly educational, uh, but also definitely not financial advice, um, <laughs> as always. Uh, I think uh, we will continue on financial engineering and blueprint to success. And um, then you have two things that you put on the list. So yeah no i think those are all uh, you know it's not financial advice but if you if you follow it right and you check the boxes you, you normally learn something that can put money in your pocket so i'm pretty excited about the ones you're talking about um like i said i'm i'm actually going to be going on some crazy experiences myself uh, you know i've got this trip coming up next week where i'm going to costa rica and i'll be doing some uh, it's a spiritual retreat where i'll be practicing with plant medicine so that's a topic that is kind of uh, pretty far out there but i'll come back to that one and try to, to share some of the things that i've learned hopefully you'll 
you'll notice the difference in my voice immediately. But that's one that we'll talk about a little bit. Um, we'll revisit the best career advice. Uh, you know, that was one of the highest uh, rated um, sessions that we had as well. And we had so much that we want to do a part two. And so I think those are things that we can definitely look forward to coming up. And then the blueprint for success for 2022. That's the one that we're going to talk about next. Uh, that's going to be episode one. And I think, you know, just to kind of give you a little bit of a preview, right? It's it's 2022, new year, better you. Um, we realize that a lot of people went into 2022, maybe not with as much uh, optimism this year. And, and, you know, there's a lot of reasons for that. There's a lot of things that took place in 2021. I think we all thought 2020 was such a tough year and that 2021, everything was going to change. And, you know, again, like you and I have shared a lot of ups and downs to the point where people maybe aren't as hopeful about 2022. But what I would tell everyone is, you know, like reset that mindset, recheck yourself, make sure you realize that this is a different year. This is a chance for you to do something different, whether or not the pandemic goes away, doesn't change the fact that you can make your life better um, by putting a plan together, by putting a blueprint for success, as we're going to talk about getting your goals together. And so that's kind of where I'm living right now, working with individuals, you, me, friends, uh, colleagues, making sure that you have a good grasp of 2022 so that it doesn't become just another year that gets lost. We don't want that to be the lost episode for, for the time being. So uh, I'm about as excited as this can be uh, as far as just kind of getting set and moving forward. And I think that's really where, you know, my heart's going to be uh, for the next few weeks, months, just kind of working with you and, and, and kind of getting to our audience some things that they can feed off of, things that they can learn, things that they can keep going with. And again, if you guys have ideas, questions, topics, please reach out. We love the feedback. We're going to try to, you know, shake things up a little bit. But with this being the very first episode back, we wanted to keep it simple. So um, with that said, I think we kind of like to wrap things up here. Um, unique time for us. I'd like to kind of uh, throw it over to you, maybe Tobias, and give me your last, uh, last thought of this session, this season. Um, yeah, I think what, what you said about um, 2020 being so, so bad, I think um, if you asked me which one was worse, I would say 2021 was way worse than 2020. Um, but hopefully it looks like this whole pandemic is going to be over this year. I think we said the same thing last year, but hopefully this time it looks better. Go, go on. It will be. Go on it will be. Um, I see it. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to close this episode with a quote um, from Adam Grant. Um, to be honest, I have no idea who that is. Uh, he has a blue check mark on Twitter, so hopefully um, no one gets offended. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, he he made me realize this whole burn uh, a bore out thing, and um, that tweet kind of got me some motivation on the bore out part so i want to read the tweet as a quote it's it says burnout is being overwhelmed by work bore out is being underwhelmed by work having too much responsibility is exhausting having too little is deflating idle time and pointless tasks undermine energy motivation depends on balancing what's meaningful with what's manageable nice yeah um thank you adam grant whoever you are out there uh, and I'll leave you with my last uh, word here. Um, mine is by Jim Quick. And so he's, you know, the master of the speed readers. Um, if an egg is broken by outside force, life ends. But if an egg is broken by inside force, life begins. Great things always begin from within. So again, just for me, it Ooh, is. That's a good one. Yeah, there's a lot that you can do. Don't worry about the external world. Make it happen internally and you will be able to set the world afire. So uh, thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. Tobias, love being back here with you. Cannot wait for the next one and the rest of the season to come. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Sending a lot of love to you guys and we'll see you next time.